Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. College baseball fans, it's time for the D1 Baseball Podcast with Mike Rooney, Aaron Fitt, and Kendall Rogers. Let's win every podcast. Now, here's the pride of the Newtown Edgemont Little League, Coach Rooney. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the D1 Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Michael Patrick Rooney, and very appropriately, today's podcast, which will be very MLB draft-centric, it is brought to us by our good friends at S2 Cognition. S2 Cognition, as we know, delivers a revolutionary approach to helping athletes understand how in-game decisions impact their performance from youth levels all the way to the pros. So when we think about the draft, doesn't matter how talented the player is, if their brain does not help them make great decisions on the baseball field, it's probably they're not going to become the player that they could become. And so we're going to focus on that today since the draft is so eminent. And, and if we're going to talk about the brain, I'm not the guy to do that. I am not the subject matter expert on the brain. So I got one. Uh, you're looking at Chris Johnson. And you're listening to Chris Johnson. I'm going to refer to him as CJ throughout the call. So CJ is um, his technical title at S2 is scientific advisor for S2. So CJ, give me a second to embarrass you here. CJ's sure. resume is incredible. So graduated from the Coast Guard Academy. He's got a Ph.D. in psychology from UCLA, did postdoctorate work, uh, work at Yale's medical school, work with the Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL teams, work with the Golden State Warriors in 2014-2015 when they won it all, work with the Pittsburgh Pirates for six years. So, again, when we start thinking about the draft and how teams are looking at these players, not just their physical attributes, but, you know, what's between their ears and, and how, do, you know, how do they make decisions, this is where S2 – uh, is a real player in this whole thing. So, CJ, I'm thrilled to have you here. My first question for you is: I, pre- I don't, I'm not, I'm not that knowledgeable about the military, but I perceive the Navy SEALs as like the baddest humans on the planet Earth. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yes, it is. Hi- highly specialized skill set, and I was fortunate to get um, the opportunity to be involved in how we evaluate and how we go at systematically um, identifying people who have special skills, even within a select group. And that's really what got me started um, taking some of that and applying it to the sports world. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said. You know, the Navy SEALs, like you have to be elite just to be even in that conversation. Then that group has to take the elite of the elite, which is incredible. So, so what we're going to do today, CJ is, and I'm going to lean on you heavily here. I'm going to really ask the questions and try to be a good listener. But when we think about the draft, which is going to happen, we're taping on Friday morning. It's going to happen Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, these teams, these 30 MLB teams, they really leave no stone unturned when it comes to these draft prospects, the team, the players they're considering. And I think the scouting community in baseball 
is second to none. You know, when you watch a baseball game with, yeah, with professional baseball scouts, these guys are so uh, astute and the way they watch the game, it's almost like they've got different glasses on than the rest of us do. But, you know, the, the, this, our conversation is going to be kind of where, hey, where does the brain fit into all of this? And so, so let me start you out here. When I think about Sunday and when the draft starts, it's really a daunting task for the 30 teams. I mean, careers on the line, the future success of their team. You know, this is the number one avenue for player, uh, you know, talent acquisition for these teams. And there's two key words that have come up in our conversations prior to hitting record today. One is just the the uncertainty that mm-hmm. the teams face. And, you know, really, they're trying to predict future behavior um, of these players. And then the other thing is the capacity. Like, what's the capacity of these players to play at a level that they are not playing at currently. So let's unpack those things one at a time. Tell me about uncertainty and your thoughts on the uncertainty facing these teams. Well, anytime you're looking at a future-oriented evaluation, and that's true for the stock market, that's true for businesses, and certainly true for predicting complex human behavior, you have to go beyond your data set, no matter what all of the intelligence, all of the analytics, all of the scouting input, um, all of the grades, all the recommendations, coaching anecdotes, um, you have to go beyond your data set because your data set stops. And the uncertainty comes from not being able to know how an individual, let's say in, uh, in the specific instance of hitters, how is that hitter going to adjust to major league stuff. And mm-hmm. you don't know because they've never seen major league stuff. So you're trying to find out what information is most valuable, what's not. Some It depends on the front office, but some, some front offices say it's all valuable and we're gonna throw it all in and, and, um, and see what sticks over time. But other offices take a different approach and they, they try and determine what is going to inform um, our, our selection and what's probably not helpful. And so massive uncertainty. If you talk about, you know, uh, when I had just first joined the Pirates, we were sitting around in the room and uh, Neil Huntington was the GM and, and he brought up the fact that we had, you know, I think at the time, roughly 20,000 players who had spent any time in the major leagues. And every year there's between 800 and 1,200 really good players that are up on the board. Mm-hmm. And of that group, you know, uh, between six and 700 sign uh, are selected and sign. And, and out of that, you might get 25 to 30 major leaguers. And so I, I thought that was fascinating. And if you look, if you look at the, the history of uh, the U S uh, space exploration missions which started in 61 roughly about the same time as a modern era draft in 65 um we've sent way more people into space than we've sent to the hall of fame and the the numbers are are staggering this is a really hard thing to do and not many people can do it and so uh the error bars are big yeah 
Yeah, it's it's like to, just to put a bow on what you just said, CJ. It's like we're just like I think we all need to like sit on that for a second. We're better at picking astronauts than we yes. are at picking baseball players. Like yes. that is it's incredible. No so, question. So so this draft, like here's a great example. Like there are two college shortstops that are really top of mind for me: Jacob Gonzalez of Ole Miss, Jacob Wilson of Grand Canyon. And so the uncertainty is, hey, Jacob Wilson played in the WAC. And so, you know, we know that WAC pitching is not as good as SEC pitching, which Jacob Gonzalez has really thrived against for three years. And so, you know, there's the uncertainty for Jacob Wilson because he didn't face the same pitching as Jacob Gonzalez. However, his dad, um, Jacob Wilson's dad, is Jack Wilson, who was an 11-year big leaguer. So it's like you have all these different factors. But the truth is it's all uncertainty because we don't know because neither SEC pitching nor – Whack pitching is MLB pitching. It's neither of it's close. And then, you know, the, the MLB that Jack Wilson played in, no offense, is not the MLB that Jacob Wilson's going to play in. So there's so many, you know, it's so dynamic in the way it changes. Let's talk, CJ, about capacity, because that's really the next part, right? It's like what I'm that's trying right. to predict. And even as a college coach, I've got a successful high school hitter, and I'm trying to predict, like, hey, the pitching they're going to face is going to be different. What's their capacity to adjust and thrive? How would you, you know, how would you define and, and, and approach capacity? So capacity is different than prediction and where prediction is um, some of it's statistical based and, um, you know, based on probabilities and, um, you know, linear regression and let's take all the data and see where it's going to project someone. Capability, your capacity is, is different because you're essentially classifying a person and identifying whether or not you think they've got, just for the sake of discussion, high average or low capacity to adjust. And that doesn't mean that they're going to get there. It means you, based on the information you have, you think they have the tool set to make an adjustment to high cognitive demand, high complexity, and, and again, you're not talking about the body. You're not talking about the athleticism. You, we are, in terms of the brain, we want to know how fast does that brain process information? How accurate does that brain work? Um, you know, for instance, in the in the case of uh, the, the special warfare operators, it was making decisions in compressed time and compressed space that we wanted to evaluate and identify and it's such an unusual environment to be making decisions in it's not often that you can evaluate how someone's brain is wired to perform and adapt to that so you have to have a very specialized um way of approaching that and measuring it yeah it's so awesome it's it's there i read an article yesterday cj on will benson of the reds and you know fascinating it was just a beautiful article. It's it's really heartwarming because Will Benson is a kid, and I might get some of these details a little mangled, but I believe he was a first-round pick of the Indians in 2015. Yeah, He's everything you want in a prospect. Awesome person, six foot five, 230 yeah. pounds, left-handed, athletic enough to play center field. It's run, it's power, it's everything you would want. And he has had a very difficult time. You know, here we are, it's 2023, 
and he's played like 78 games in the big leagues. Yeah. And he had just gotten sent down again this year after making the team out of opening day. And he talked about how Joey Votto grabbed him on a plane and they just sat together and talked hitting. And he, he just, you know, like he was, you could see Will Benson was getting emotional when he's being interviewed. Cause it's like, this dude doesn't need to sit next to me on the plane. Like yeah. he doesn't need to know my name, but it's, it's like, when you're drafting Will Benson, you're, you're every this is where our baseball scouting community, CJ, is so good. Like every Will Benson checks every box and our scouts do not miss. And like when it comes to a physical attributes, they don't whiff on that stuff, in my opinion. Like they're so good. I at agree. It. I but agree. The, but those five tools. The only way you can unlock those five tools is that sixth tool, which I think is pretty misunderstood. Like, yeah. is it makeup? Is it how smart I am? Um, because if, if my brain, we hear this in baseball all the time, like if the six inches between my ears are, 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 are if, that, if those wires aren't operating correctly, then it doesn't matter how good my five tools are. So, so let's, let's do that, CJ. Let's, uh, let's attempt yeah. to define like that sixth tool that will help you know, and this is where S2 pairs so well with the scouting community because the scouting community is going to deliver great tools to an organization. They are. They do that every single year. So what is the sixth tool that will allow us to unlock those five tools? Right. And uh, let's talk about what it's not. Yeah. And you, you had a couple of references in there. And it's not intelligence. It's not mm -hmm. IQ. It's also not personality. It is cognitive function is your brain's processing of information and primarily we're talking about speed and accuracy and there are differences if if you think about how you interact with your environment whether that's sitting in the, uh standing in the batter's box or or the dugout your brain takes in information from the world around you through the five senses and that is that's sensation in the visual world that's the world of optometry that is visual clarity. How well does the eyeball see? At some point, that information leaves the retina and it goes into the brain. And that's where your brain starts to tell you, what is this? Where have I seen it before? What happened the last time I, I saw it? And what should I do now? And that's taking place in sub one second. We're talking milliseconds. Um, right around 300 milliseconds. Some of the processes within the brain are at 50 milliseconds. And so that type of communication and function requires a specialized approach to assessing. Um, that is very different than IQ. And, and um, the context for IQ, a lot of people <clears throat> misinterpret what we're doing is, is something with IQ. We're, we're not interested in IQ at all. This is nonverbal. This is speed of processing, accuracy of processing. Um, so intelligence is, you know, for the last hundred years, there, there are many people who thought that intelligence and IQ was a really big predictor of success. And long story short, uh, Stanford has the longest running study of intelligence that it's still going 120 years. They're looking at twins, but it, th this is essentially the study of high IQ people and their lives and looking at success. And so, you know, based on 
that type of testing, IQ testing, these are all people who are very intelligent. And they thought, Lewis Terman is the, the guy who started this, they thought that IQ was going to be the biggest predictor of success. And what they found was it's not. Mm. There are many other things that predict success. And the core four are your ability to sustain and direct your attention, your ability to regulate your emotions, your ability to delay gratification and impulses, and the fourth one is has to do with um, recruiting social support and your, your your ability to function within a group. And the first three are they're what that's what S two measures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're multiple facets of attention. There's sustained attention. There's selective attention. There's divided attention. There's shifting attention. Um, your ability to sustain attention in the face of distraction. All of those little sub factors influence how you perform in compressed time and space. So the, the, the other context here is there hasn't been a way to reliably measure this for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, the entire field, field of neuropsych is really geared toward looking at disease and pathology. And, um, and, and that's initially the world that I was trained in. And we've all known that there's really no way to measure we didn't have any good ways to measure these types of functions and really healthy, high-speed people. Um, however, as cognitive science has advanced, especially within the last 20 years, you had new ways of measuring, new ways of looking, looking at the physical structure of the brain, measuring the communication of the brain. And so when I got to the pirates and I saw what S2 was doing, I said, I've seen a lot of junk. There's a lot of junk out there that promises stuff that Mm-hmm. It, it it just can't measure, you know, Brandon and Scott did their homework and um, they developed a tool. It doesn't answer every question, but what it does answer answers really well. And that's a unique insight into what is the capacity of this player to adapt to changing direction, changing speed, you know, um, uh, pitcher, pitcher delivery patterns, um, overall velocities, uh, those types of functions that I've been talking about is what S2 measures. Mm, that's awesome. And what I hear you saying to CJ is that like, you know, first of all, the IQ, the intelligence, I, I hadn't placed this until you were just speaking, but, you know, recruiting and drafting hitters, it's a lot like quarterbacks, you know, yes. like or in, in my mind where, you know, you just, there's so much, let, let's just call it a fish a fish, right? We stink yeah. at it, right? <laughs> like yeah. The drafting of quarterbacks is like, the, you know, you might as well just blindfold yourself and throw a dart, it seems. But but the myth we buy into is like we look at Tom Brady and he's a sixth round pick and it's like, oh, well, he's just super smart or he's just super confident or he's just grittier and tougher, blah, blah, blah. And it's really not that his brain, his cognitive function is superior to others if it was just intellect no offense because ryan fitzpatrick was on my fantasy football team many times <laughs> but ryan fitzpatrick would be the hall of famer right because he went to harvard right right and uh I, I think the the point here too is you look at the nfl and they're there's they're slow to come to the the admission um but the wonderlick uh, doesn't do a great job of mm-hmm. predicting quarterback success nor does the combine as currently designed, but that's changing. And and part of the discussion, I mean, we had this around CJ Stroud at the NFL draft was, well, look at, look at 
his performance in in the BCS games or look at his performance in the conference championships. Well, yes, that would lead you to believe that a guy like that is going to be great in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But you ask anybody who's played in the NFL, the biggest difference between the NFL game and the college game is speed of the game. Mm -hmm. So how do you know whether this individual is going to take their performance at one level and go to the hardest level ever. And that's where we're adding some unique variants to, to, you know, what we evaluate a player, a quarterback or a hitter. Yeah. Cause it really is the same thing. Like hit, like a quarterback has to read the, def- the defense that's moving yeah. mock to make a decision. And then once the decision is made, that unlocks the athletic abilities of that player. Hitting is so similar, and, yeah. and again, I, I've never really thought it that way. But my brain has to make, has to read and make a decision on the pitch coming at me, and then I can unlock unlock my athletic ability. And we all know, you know, it's it's the old Ted Williams quote: "It's yeah. I need to take the balls and swing at the strikes. It doesn't matter yes. how talented I am if I swing at the balls and take the strikes." It's not going to go well. So yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it is. It it is. Uh, it's simple, but not easy. And um, what I love about, I mean, that's what got me into brain science uh, from day one. And that is, you know, I wanted to look at people who are thriving and doing well instead of disease. And uh, baseball is so uniquely uh, set up to place demands on those systems that um, I, I have been surprised that there's not more interest in this uh but but that's gaining um Mm -hmm. i think it's it's a lot of demystifying and um and talking about what this is and what it's not hey everyone we're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Perfect segue, CJ. So so we're going to head into the draft on Sunday. 
what in your mind there are some teams that are using s2 there are some teams that are not what's the advantage let, let, let's kind of get you know let's do a little inside baseball here what's the advantage for the teams that in your opinion what, what's the advantage for the teams that are using s2 cognition as they as they evaluate these players headed into the the draft next week there there are a few and i agree with you i think the this, our scouts in baseball do a phenomenal job. I'm, I'm a huge proponent um, of tacit expertise and veteran knowledge. And many times those brains of our veteran experts, they know way more than they can explain. And so there's actually a science behind getting at some of that. But um, the advantage of the teams that use this is a way to measure game speed performance at the major league level, at the millisecond level, at the most complex level. Changes in trajectory, nonlinear movement, changes in speed, um, less time to make a decision. So um, you're getting a little window into that person's capacity at the major league level. Now, there are there are other you know factors that are related but if they were strongly related we'd be much better at this and um this the, the scouts evaluate what they have to go on and i am a sucker for a tooled out athlete as the next guy mm -hmm. and when you see him on the field um you you just say wow this you know this is something to watch it's special but you you don't know how the brain is going to adapt and baseball is littered with five tool athletes or you know 70 plus athletes that don't pan out mm -hmm. um greatest arguably the greatest athlete of our generation uh michael jordan had trouble with the curve yeah and we can make a argument about whether or not he didn't he didn't have the reps at an early age or whatnot but it wasn't easy for him um and so how can we get at whether or not this guy can make that adjustment as to provide some of that. So I think in practical terms, um, we're getting at something that is not collected by StatCast or TrackMan or Hawkeye or, or any other technology. We're getting at um, what is the brain gonna do when they're faced with major league complexity. Um, if, you, if you look at, so, we had talked about this a little bit before. Look at the the 2018 draft, um, the Oregon State guys. They had six guys go in that draft. Mm -hmm. And if you stacked up who you predicted uh, was going to have the highest war coming out of a class with Trevor Larnack, um, Caden Grenier, Madrigal, yeah. Gretler, and Stephen Kwan. I don't think anybody would have predicted that Stephen Kwan would be leading that class wow. in, with an eight war, but he is. And some of those insights can be gleaned from something like an S2. Um, if they've got elite capacity to track, make decisions, learn, then they've got a shot. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so that's a perfect another perfect segue. Look at you, CJ. The um, so let's let's have some fun with some individual players. So I picked yeah. four players that um you you have some experience with um and 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 I just want to get your insights on this these guys from an S two cognition standpoint. 
So um, we'll, we'll go one at a time. So the first guy that I'm going to bring up is Bo Bichette. I saw Bo Bichette play in the WWBA. You know, like it, we call it Jupiter, right? It's the final travel ball tournament. <laughs> it's October yeah. of the kids' senior year. It's the last time they're going to play travel baseball before they're going to move on to their high school season, then pro ball or college baseball. Bo Bichette had signed with Arizona State. We know he's famous. His, his dad is Dante Bichette, longtime big leaguer. I, you know, and I'm close, you know, uh, I remember texting Ben Greenspan um, at, he was at Arizona State at the time. Ben is awesome. He's now the recruiting coordinator at Michigan. And I remember texting Ben about Bo Bichette and I was like, like, I was like, Ben, like you guys are like through the moon about Bo Bichette. I just walked him. I just watched him make three errors and like he's swinging out of his shoes. Like when he misses, he misses by yards, not feet, you know, like. And, and of course, Bo Bichette has gone on to be a like star big leaguer. He's going to be in the all-star game. And so, yeah, tell me, tell me about Bo Bichette from your perspective, CJ. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, we talk about baseball being a game of adjustments, but going beyond that statement, like, okay. And what does that mean practically for how we evaluate players? Because not everybody has the same capacity to adjust. I think Bo Bichette is a great example of somebody who has learned how to adjust and he also learns within an at bat you see him take a breaking ball and then the next pitch he has the ability to change his hands and put the barrel in the zone on the ball uh like a lot of players can't do it's not a group Mm -hmm. swing at all it's it's he has the ability to get to stuff that most people can't. So he covers all areas of the zone. He can put it in play and, and that is learned. Um, and he has a unique capacity for learning that quicker and more accurately than a lot of other players. Yeah. Yeah. Unique capacity for learning. Like that is an, that's a very important expression right there. All right. So let's, I'm going to go back to Oregon state Adley Rushman. Yeah. Um, you know, he was on that 2018 team that won it all. He yeah. was a he was a freshman on the 2017 team for Oregon State that you could argue was maybe even a little bit better, but didn't got clipped in in the College World Series by LSU. So I I'll, I'll never forget talking to Nate Yeski, who's now ironically going to LSU as their pitching coach, and and Adley Rushman's freshman year, Nate Yeski could not stop talking about Adley Rushman, and I'm like. Nate, the dude's hitting 234. Like, what, 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 what do you, I'm sure he's a wonderful catcher, but he's hitting 234 and he's getting the bat knocked out of his hands. Now, here's the, the, the backstory is Ali Rutschman had played football that fall. And, you know, yeah. I'll never forget the, the, the only time in my life I've ever gotten to go on Sports Center, I got to show those guys a clip of Adley Rutschman tackling um, McCaffrey. Uh, oh my gosh, C- uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah in a football game on the kickoff team. Adley Rushman was the, the kickoff guy for Oregon State. So tell me tell me about Adley Rushman, who now like is tracking to be a Hall of Famer, um, and I'm not even being hyperbolic there. What, um, tell me about uh, Adley Rushman from an S2 perspective. So the thing that stands out most about Rutschman from an S2 evaluation, one of the things we look at is timing and timing control, rhythm control, timing control. Um, you know, in the scientific world, we call this your brain's perception of time and how accurate it is. If you look at elite adventure racers or uh, Olympic level uh, track and field people, they can tell you what their heart rate is without having to put a finger, uh, you know, to their 
through their artery to you know to to time pulse they know what's going on inside their body they know how to estimate time really accurately and rutschman's one of those guys and in particular usually if somebody has good timing control they're either good at adjusting to an off-speed pitch following a fastball or they're really good at catching up to high velocity after an off-speed pitch he's good at both um he can adjust to changes in velocity um really really well there's not many people that do you know fast to slow slow to fast like he does Mm, that's awesome very very cool all right, so my next one, I'm trying to look up his hometown while we're talking, but let's talk about Vinny Pasquantino from the Royals. So he's an 11th round pick in 2019 from Old Dominion. And so the scouting community is telling us 11th round, and I know that signability affects these things, but you know, the scouting community is telling us that, hey, like we've got some concerns. Like This is not a slam dunk major leaguer. Now, Vinny Pasquantino is off to a great start in his big league career. He's been up for the last two years. I think he might be injured right now. He's yeah. a New Jersey kid. So that that to me, CJ, I would say he's got toughness and charisma. Yeah. That's just my, you know, I'm just opining. On the makeup there. side, sure. Yeah, that's right. But uh I, I'm more kidding than uh, you know, I know those are not necessarily functional functional qualities uh when when it comes to somebody throwing a 93 mile an hour cutter. But you know, again, the Royals, like that's real value for the Royals right there, right? Absolutely. Like that's an eleventh round pick who's a left-handed hitting first baseman who are a dime a dozen, who's turned out, I mean, he's almost to two war in his career as a baseball player. So so this is the perfect example where, hey, like I'm trying to tell my scouting director we need to take in the 11th round this six-foot-four left-handed hitting first baseman, and we've probably got 20 of that profile on our board, but this is the guy. What does S2 tell us about Vinny? Yeah, and so that's a, that's a great point. And a setup to that is whenever we have discussions about players and their their potential value to a team, one of the things that I encourage decision makers to ask is, who do you need this pick to be? Who do you mm-hmm. need this player to be? Because everybody's draftable, right? I mean, yeah. given the right amount and the the right uh, the right slot everybody's draftable, but it just, it depends on who you need them to be and where the industry values them. One of the things that, that, you know, Neil Huntington was really good. Somebody who did a lot of great things with not much to work with. Neil would encourage us saying, look, we need to find value before the rest of the industry does. Once they, once they become good, um, we're at a disadvantage just because of resources. So the draft is a place for us to identify value before the rest of the industry does. Well, you get some insights from S2 on a guy like Vinny Pascantino, and you see he has an elite sense of time and speed. Um, His ability to not be distracted is elite. Um, His ability to shift his attention, his ability to see speed. I, you know, I, I call it, guys who see fast he's one of those that sees fast you you listen to scouts talk about you know it's the proverbial oh he can slow the game down or they might say he's got a slow heartbeat i i'm i'm fond of one of the phrases i hear a lot uh describing shortstops he's got a great inner clock mm. well you know um Vinny's not a shortstop but he has a great inner clock and uh across the board he learns fast he sees fast um, and he has the ability to sustain his attention despite a 
a bunch of other stuff going on. And so you get somebody like that um, and you've got a lot, a lot of cognitive um, capability to work with in the batter's box. Yep. Very cool. All yeah. right. Last one is Corbin Carroll, who is just crushing it with the Diamondbacks right now. So, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but let's pretend this is the day before or a couple of days before Corbin Carroll is going to be a first round pick. And, you know, any, I saw him in Jupiter again, and it was ridiculous. Like he was the best player on the field. You couldn't miss it, but you know, and he's fast and he's twitchy and he's powerful. However, He's 5'10, 165. Like yeah. he's a five foot, and, and for all I know, that's rounded up. Mm. He's a little person on a major league baseball field. And he has, you know, he's had, he's dealt with some injury in the minor leagues. But to me, if I'm the scouting director, if I'm the Diamondbacks and we're getting ready to invest our first round pick in Corbin Carroll, like the, I'm worried about the physique. I'm not worried about the athleticism. I'm worried about that frame. And if the, the brain, is not elite, we could have a real problem here. Like Corbin Carroll, like I'm already kind of making a concession on the physical frame. Mm -hmm. I can't be making a concession on the brain. His brain's got to be a hit. And so to me, like a Corbin Carroll, CJ, like that's one where an S2 cognition can, as a decision maker, make me feel like, okay, like I'm, I'm making a concession here, but it's the right concession. Does that make sense? Absolutely. At the end of the day, with these first round guys, you want to know, does he does he have a chance to adjust to major league stuff? Mm -hmm. And then you look at an S2 profile like his and you see just a phenomenal ability to sustain his attention. And then you can you couple that with he can shift it when he needs to. You know, there are a lot of guys that might have an advantage with being able to lock in and sustain their attention but they they stay there and they don't come back out of it and go oh you know what he might he he might throw me an off speed pitch here um or the ability the elite ability to learn pitch patterns seeing subtle cues that the pitcher gives without even knowing and whether that's a, a tell or or a tipping or um just remembering sequence of pitches that were thrown in different counts not everybody can keep all that in their head Guys like Corbin Carroll not only see fast, but they remember and they're able to anticipate whether or not they can articulate it. These things are happening at, uh, uh, you know, 300 millisecond uh, time span. And so, but there's something in their brain that says, oh, I might, I might be looking at this on the next pitch. And they're just really good and really accurate at saying, Okay, what am I seeing? What am I likely to see? What what happened in the past, and what should I do about it? All within, you know, essentially, what is essentially the blink of an eye? Blink of an eye is 150 milliseconds. Oh, that's incredible! And and what you just said about sustaining attention, I perceive. I've never met Corbin Carroll, CJ, but my perception is that if I were to play him in darts or a video game yeah. or cards. I wouldn't play him in any game because he would crush me. Like he, 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 he strikes me as the guy that like could pick up a dart and just go bullseye right out of the shoot. Like just one of those kids that's naturally gifted to excel in every single thing. And that's it. Um, I mean, time and again, you, regardless of the industry, and it was true in my work with the Navy guys who can slow things down because 
they have such a better sense of time they see faster they're also their error detection their the difference when the brain uh, monitors what's going to happen and then what actually happens their that that constant evaluation how how accurate is my brain right now um, guys that process that information faster have better error detection. They get feedback faster and they make adjustments faster. Mm, so good. Oh man, CJ, this has been so great. So, so let me speak to the listeners for a second. So if you're, you're listening to this, you're, you're clearly, you know, you're a player or a family who are serious about this. And so what's the call to action? What I would tell you is the best of the best in sport and military are using S2 Cognition for player identification, talent identification, and talent development. And the beauty of this is, you know, as a family, as as an athlete, you have access to this information. You can get it. Like, you can get this information. And again, I know you're serious about this because you're listening to this podcast. So why wouldn't you get that information? So I would encourage everyone, you know, if this has piqued your interest, and I hope it has, just reach out to the guys at S2. You can get on their website. You want to inquire about an assessment. That's what this boils down to is get an assessment of where do I stand right now um, in this area so I can make sure I'm appropriately complementing that incredible hard work that I'm putting into my, you know, specifically as a hitter, the, the five tools. So, again, just get on the S2 Cognition website. You can't miss it. Um, the assessment is what you want to inquire about. That's really the, the, where this all uh, this that's where the rubber meets the road is, hey, you know, where 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 am I currently in, in this area and, and what do I do about it? You know, I, I think that's where it starts. Yeah, we've got we've got some scientific papers. We've got some white papers. We've got interviews. We've got um, descriptions from uh, different applications of this. We've got some coaching feedback and really from front office decision maker to parent to coach there is something within these profiles that you can, that you can use. If I'm a college coach and I've only got, you know, what is it? 13 scholarships to hand out now? 11.7. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want this information. If I'm going into the, the draft and I'm, I'm talking about high school and college guys, I mean, million dollar slot value. Um, you know, you, you got to You got to hit, you got to hit at that level. And so, um, I don't know why you would, I don't know why you would make a decision at that magnitude without this information. Um, and if you're a parent who wants to know, you know, do you, do you think your kid has something potentially unique or special? There's a way to find out. Yeah. Awesome. CJ, this has been so fun. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, th- this is the insights have been great. I-, I hope this is the first of many conversations for us. Likewise. For sure. yeah. 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 Likewise. Happy to come on anytime. Yeah, very cool. Hey, and uh, for the listeners, uh, again, get on the S2 website to check out their information, check out the the concept of doing an assessment. Um, and that's it. Everyone enjoy the draft next week. Should be fun. It's always fun. And uh, that's it. We'll catch you next time on the D1 Baseball Podcast. Thanks, Runes. You got it. The D1 Baseball Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.